Newton's law of physics and relationships. So we all know one of Isaac Newton's laws was a body in motion tends to stay in motion and a body at rest tends to stay at rest. And I think that this has a lot of applicability towards relationships because movement is everything. And if you keep on moving, right, you keep on living. And I think this applies to relationships in that, like we, we, you and I, the reason we have been so strong for 31 years of marriage is because we never stop moving in many different dimensions, right? We're always exercising, always moving. We went on a couple of walks today. We're always moving in terms of feeding our brains, right? That's like any, any input is movement. So we're always having some great input with our brains. We're always having great conversations, right? That's movement, even just the physical movement of your throat and tongue and everything else is movement, but it's that we're constantly putting energy into the system, right? And that's what creates, what makes our relationship strong is that it's our bodies, we're, we're always in motion. Our relationship is always in some sort of motion, whether it's actual physical motion like walking or it's mental motion or it's spiritual motion. There's always motion to that. What do you think about that? I think that is one of our strengths that we have from very early on committed to always being at work in our relationship, not letting it become stagnant. And so I think a lot of people feel like the chemistry in the beginning of their relationship is the key. And then when they connect, they're all done with the work. And for us, we made a commitment very early on to continue to work so that I can say 35 years later, I get to be with my best friend who is still my best friend and still someone who I feel so strongly connected to because we constantly grow and nurture and work at that experience together. Yeah. And we like, as an example on like weekend mornings, um, we watch this lately. We've been watching this a program on Apple TV called Deer. And deer is spelled D-E-A-R, not deer like D-E-E-R. And, um, and it's been very powerful. It's like 30 minutes of like these amazing interviews, but the interviews aren't just like the, about the person. It's about the, the people that these famous people have affected. And I think that that has been very powerful because not only is it, is it really nice on a, on, a, on a weekend to listen to something motivational, it's also a conversation starter and it's, it helps us like, you know, on the rest for the rest of the day, have something to kind of talk about, to be motivated about once again, feeding that body in motion, that brain in motion, uh, you know, concept that we talked about. One of the things I love about um, watching this deer in the morning, every Saturday and Sunday for us over the last couple of weeks is that it's a literal letter that mm -hmm. someone's writing to say, thank you to honor and understand how incredibly impactful and very much how we started our relationship mm -hmm. was paper and pencil and yes. putting it in the mail and connecting by a phone. There, there was no such thing as text messaging. And I mean, we were leaving messages on, you know, answering, answering machines, machines that we had to run back to our, our, you know, for you, your apartment, me for my dorm room. Um, but there's something very concrete about that, um, of that acknowledgement of the wow, the acknowledgement of the journey. And when you have 
uh, over 30 years of experience in that journey, um, I think you have to keep building it. And that's what Deer reminds me of is that somebody made an impact and that impact keeps continuing and connecting to the next person. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, the, the strength that we've had over the years and a lot of relationships don't have this for whatever reason, but that we've always been working at our relationship. It says always conversations and there's always, we're always looking for more things like this deer on Apple TV. It, it, we never stagnate. There's always a search for something, whether it's a book or it's a video or, it, you know, when we take drives, sometimes if we go on some long trips, you know, one of my favorite things that I do at you um, is that we'll come up with questions and, and we'll, we'll, we'll Google, you know, top questions for couples. And there's a lot of questions out there and most of them are junky junk. Um, most of them are great for like, you know, first date kind of questions, but once in a while we've come up with some really good you know, things in it. But I think that's powerful is that we're, we're always asking questions uh, of each other. And, uh, you know, I think that's a really important thing to, to keep that, motion in our relationship is, is to is to constantly question each other. And I think part of that questioning is just like you said, there's something very different about the first date or the early steps of a relationship that after this many years, we know everything about each other. So how do you keep it fresh and how do you keep it interesting and how do you keep it engaged, which is that we have to keep raising the taxonomy, mm -hmm. challenging each other. And so those questions are let's find a way to share something we don't know or something new that we can learn and journey together. And, you know, we have found quite a number of new things to kind of say, Hey, let's, let's explore this new experience or this new concept um, or do something that is something we love to do. And let's change it up so that it feels again, that freshness so that we are still staying intrigued and still staying engaged in together and growing together. I don't know with, with the pandemic, you know, it really cut in a lot of our traveling and stuff. So for a long time, you know, we didn't do that because we were, we used to go on airplanes, you know, once or twice a month and we would take questions with us on the airplanes. And if we didn't finish the question while we're on the airplane, because we fell asleep or whatever, um, then we would, you know, on the drive to the hotel or the drive to wherever we you know, were going, we would finish these questions. And I think that's like, we're, we're not like, I appreciate that. We don't try to compartmentalize. It's not like we say, okay, we can only ask these questions when we're in the car or on the plane or something, but we can't do it. We're always seeking new information, seeking questions. And this, and we will, and I think the one of the most important things is we don't have all the answers. And I think another really important thing is that the answers change, right? Like what, what, when you were 20 and I was 24, if we asked a certain question then and asked the same question now, the answer will be different. And I think that's really important that we recognize that and we're okay with that, like, you know, being slightly older than when we first met, there's some significant, you know, changes. And, and like Wayne Dyer talks about, you know, I think it was Carl Jung or somebody like that mentioned like, one of those famous psycho guys <laughs> mentioned that, that there's a, that, you know, you have the different seasons, you know, and we're in a different season now in our fifties, we're in a different season than we were in our twenties. So the answers obviously will be different. You know, there, there's, if, if, 
spring, you wear different clothes than you do in winter. And so, so you always have to change your answers and be okay with that. One thing you just said, which was that we don't compartmentalize, that we have to do something in a certain experience. So our questions, for example, if we say, hey, we're going to take a car ride and we'll ask questions and we don't finish them. When we go out to dinner, we literally pull out that paper right. at, at a restaurant and read those questions to each other. When we're on a walk and we come up with a really interesting conversation, you know, we email or text ourselves, you know, the points so that we don't forget them or we can follow back up with them and continue that conversation. And I think to me, that's a really big strong point is that we collect data that allows us to kind of go, okay, well, we've gotten this far in the conversation. We get to pick it back up and then take it to the next level by, by processing it and, and exploring it in our minds and then coming back together and going, okay, well, what's the next step of this? Right. And, and I think we're always, you know, trying for new situations, you know, also because an example, you know, we, instead of like, we used to go out to eat a lot and we, that was where we would ask our questions. And now like lately we've been like having picnics in the car, you know, so we'll, we'll either buy food, take out and eat in the car or just make food at home or bring it into a car and sit at a park or whatever. And I, I really like that, that we're able to pivot, you know, and say, okay, we don't want to do something this way as much now. But let's, I'm enjoying more having a quiet conversation with you in, a, in our car or, you know, than, than being in a restaurant that's crowded and the waiter's asking you, you know, you want some more water? Can I get you anything else? It's like, shut up on middle of a conversation. And I, I think that's, it's really great that we've been able to pivot uh, and change, you know, with the times, just like I talk about the seasons, you know, this is just a different season now. And I, I also like that um, using that experience of eating in the car, you know, sitting in front of nature, you know, just something that we go for a long walk and then we have our food in, in cold packs and take it out and picnic. And what's so spectacular about it is it's something that we started our journey with, right? In the right. early days when we were 20, that's exactly what we did because who had money to go out to eat in those that's days? True. And today, you know, it's just a totally revisiting of some very nostalgic experience being in front of nature and just enjoying it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's been really just a, a joyous experience together. And I think nature has also played a really big factor in our relationship too, because early on when we were you know, dating and you know, we used to go to Amicalola Falls and you know, walk around Dahlonega you know, or, or go to Anna Ruby Falls and walk around Helen. You know, and it's always like, I think being outside has, has always been a really big you know, thing for us. And, finding like cool towns or finding cool waterfalls or, you know, cool parks, you know, I, I think that has been a huge thing for us. And um, it, for, for, for the longest time, uh, I think in the pandemic, we, everybody was so afraid we kind of stopped doing those things. And now I feel like going, I, it's just, I, I, you know, if we just go simply just to the Chattahoochee river, you know, national, area you know recreation area that we're walking you know by by soap creek and stuff i just feel so great being outside you know being in nature like the trees like they talk to us you know and then and nature and all that stuff talks to us and i think that's been a, a really big thing in our relationship that and so when we're keeping the body in motion i feel like it's important for us to keep it in motion in nature like, cause the, because the na like nature will feed us as we're 
you know, walking through it, it's feeding us. I think nature has been a, a big component of our relationship and our recreation since the very early days. And mm-hmm. they continue to be just taking a walk and being outside in the sun and listening to, you know, water, hearing trees, you know, whatever that might be that just, like you said, I think opens us up is, is such an analogy because it's literal and figurative um, where we just can kind of take a breath and just explore and hold hands and walk and communicate at the same time that there's motion and motion definitely feels better for us. Uh, keep, keep on going and moving. And I don't like, even though certainly like the Chattahoochee river is not like the grand Canyon, but I think any, any nature is better than just sitting inside of the house, you know, or, and like, I'll, I'll never forget the first time we saw the grand Canyon together like many years ago, it was 94 or something. Um, so we were pregnant. Yeah, you were pregnant with Palmer. And I'll never forget, like, it, it was like the whole you know, five hours to fly to Phoenix, you know, and then like four hours or five hours to drive up to the Grand Canyon. And like, we were just whipped and tired. And we finally got to the Grand Canyon and finally pulled up and walked up to the, the overlook, you know, the main, the first main overlook. And it was, the sun was setting. And I don't know if you remember this, but I talk about this all the time that we started crying. And I don't know if we were crying because we were so tired. It was just like, like, thank God we're just finally here. Or what I really think it was is because it was so beautiful because as the sun was setting, the, the different shades that the Grand Canyon emit as the sun goes down, it's like, it's like, it was like a light show. It was like watching the, you know, a laser show, but it wasn't, it was, you know, it was, the handiwork of nature just changing and changing as the light was you know, changing. Well, I think it's amazing to be able to say we can go back, you know, 35 years to talk about our relationship and um, we know all our stories together. And so we reminisce together, but we also get to look forward to new stories that we're going to be creating and unfolding in lots of just amazing steps from small things to large things that we do in our life. It's, it's a very amazing thing to do that together in this journey. Well, it's, you know, we're very fortunate because, you know, we being involved in the places we're involved in, we've seen a lot of things be very transient, you know, and relationships are transient and friendships transient. And we see so many divorces and separations and this and that. And, and, you know, we've been like the stronghold, I think for a lot of people and, 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 and it's, 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 it's really, you know, honoring and humbling and flattering when students, especially will say like, we look up to you guys, you know, because, you know, you guys are like our role models because you guys have been, you know, together for so long. You're still holding hands. You still like each other. You still like kiss each other in the hallway. And, you know, like how many, you know, students get a chance to see that, you know, so I, I, it's, it's been a blessing that we have to, to be able to share that with everybody. Well, thank you for sharing this journey with me. It's been pretty awesome. Thank you, my love. And that's the end of our relationship scrapbook workshop thingy for today. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.